In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit upon us. Guide us in your graces. Lord, we ask you to send your Holy Spirit upon our families, upon this community, this state, this nation. We ask you to guide us always in your, in your name, Lord. Help this country to see your graces, to see your truth, and to be deeply converted. Amen. So as your spiritual father, um, I think it's important to bring up this specific topic. And it's a challenging topic because it's just, it's just a challenging topic. And it's very, very, very sensitive. But it's important. Every year or so around this time of year, right, late October, early November, it becomes like the talk of the town. It just, it's just, just what everyone talks about. And it's, it's a really, just a really big deal. And some people are very passionate about it. Some people aren't as passionate about it. But, it, but it, 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 it kind of matters. It's just a really, really important topic, and it's, so, it's just so sensitive. And people really kind of hold their own party lines, right? Either you belong to this side or you belong to this side, and it causes tension, it causes problems, even to the point where people can sometimes say with this specific issue, say, Father, this topic should not be talked about in church. You should separate it from church. It should only be talked about privately. These are people's private lives. And people really, like, it just divides. It can divide our nation. It can divide our state, it can divide our community, it can even divide, divide families. But as your father, I think it's important to talk about it. Of course, I'm talking about the Michigan-Michigan State football game this Saturday, right? <laughs> it's a really important game. Michigan is undefeated. They're going into it. They have playoff dreams. And I tend to bleed green and white. I tend to be a Spartan fan. Michigan has the best running office I've ever seen. They're incredible. Michigan State has the worst secondary I've ever seen, and it's going to be a disaster. But I'm going to watch it and hope, and my Michigan friends, the most winningest football program in NFL and history, pride comes before the fall. So we, we shall see. Clearly I'm joking, okay? <laughs> right? It's, everyone's so intense. I hate this time of year. I'm already not looking forward to the 2024 election. It's already, I'm already stressed out about it. It's just going to be a happening day. The election season is so stressful. It's so challenging. It's so burdensome. And it just, it's just like, I just want it to end. And it's important, though. It matters. It absolutely matters to the history of the world, right? And the thing, these things, they, they, actually, they matter for our community and for ourselves. And if, if we're faithful followers of Jesus, or believers in the gospel message of Jesus, it affects everything we do. It affects our lives, why we wake up in the morning, your marriages, your families, why you go to school, why you forgive people and love people, what you do with your finances and your time. All these things are affected by our faith in Jesus Christ. Why not, why not elections? Why not the political systems? Right? We should absolutely, as, as Catholics, as followers of Jesus, be voting. And we can't be immature or naive to the world around us. We just, we just can't do it. Right? We have an obligation to hold the government accountable. For example, St. Paul says today, he says, Brethren, do not be children in your thinking and be infants in evil, but in thinking, be mature. We have to do this. We absolutely have to look at the world around us, critically think, observe, and then make a decision that actually affects the future of the world. We have to do it. It has to be part of, part of our lives. And as we have to hold the government accountable, that thinking like, Human, pe- human beings matter. The dignity of life matters for immigrants, for the poor, for the, for the child in the womb, for those who are sick and those who are dying. From conception to natural death, we have to be defending human dignity. Right? Think, of, think of how much we're preaching against 
Proposal 3. We have a lawn sign in front of our church. We don't usually do that for politics. But Proposal 3 is not a party thing. It's a country thing. It's a state thing. Because what is it? It's a, it's a wolf's in, in sheep's clothing. Right? And as parents, as people in this world, we should be insanely upset about this. Like, what are you trying to do here? What is the goal here? To really kind of implement that, that we, abortion by all means, freely, anyone can get it. This is human life. This isn't like just a political thing. This is people, humans, in the womb. We have an obligation to protect. Even more so, this is why it's mind-blowing, and this is why I want you to really just think about this. It's mind-blowing how much the, the desire is, like a wolf in sheep's clothing, the desire is to remove parental rights. And as parents, you should be livid about this. As the devil, you should be thrilled about this. Because the, the devil knows that the foundation of the church, the foundation of society, is on strong families. And if you're going to destroy the church, for example, you can try to attack the head, fine. If you attack the foundation as families, and the destruction of the family, it crumbles. It'll never actually crumble because we believe in Jesus Christ and the resurrection of Jesus, right? But in reality, if you want to attack, attack the family. And that's the desire. That's what this proposal has to do. And that's what governments want. They want power. And if families are powerful, then they mitigate their power. So really be really attentive to this and how it's going to affect the world around us. And think about it even in the gospel, how important it is for us, especially for you as parents, to have a desire to fight to protect your children and to fight to protect your rights over your children to guide them in a Christian world and a Christian family. Jesus in the gospel today. It's like, who is the first and the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And just picture the scene. I was praying with this all week and how really kind of dramatic it is. He brings a child, says anyone becomes like a little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. But... If anybody leads this child to sin, it would be better for him to tie a, a rock around his neck and throw him in the ocean. Like, ah, like really intense. But this is the gospel. A great millstone. You know what a millstone is? This is how they used to grind wheat. It's huge. And a donkey would have to spin it around to grind the grain and then we get the grain out of it. It is massive. It's not a little rock that you can throw. It is massive. It would take 10 men to pick it up. That's what Christ wants to tie on the neck of those who want to lead children astray into sin. That's intense. It's hyperbole. It's exaggerated. It's an analogy, of course. But that's how serious it is. And as parents, you should take it serious as well. However, this is why I hate this time of year. We have to be very careful to not, to not idolize politics. And I use the word idolize intentionally. To make politics God. Especially as Chaldeans. Half of you are immigrants. The rest of us are children of immigrants. Seldom few are children of children of immigrants. Either way, we come from a history, our entire history, of living in a non-Christian culture, a non-Christian country, a non-Christian government. We're used to it. So the left or the right, whatever political leanings you have, neither of them are God. Politics are cutthroat. They don't care about you. They care about their own power. They say what they want to say, and hopefully they push their, their rights, they push the proper agendas, but it is by its very nature just a, a, like a dirty part of existence. Politics and, parter, and power, excuse me. They're not God. God is God. So this time of year, the devil just comes in and steals everybody's peace from the left and from the right. And these, we have to vote, we have to go out there and do what's right for the good of society, for the greater good of all people. But it's not God. 
Only God is God. And if God is God, then that's our peace and that's our consolation. We have to have that in our heart of hearts. And really pray with that. How much have you gotten deep into all these situations in our lives? How much have you gotten deep into all these things? Like, like Isaiah is really preaching. And like, you know, what matters our salvation. When it comes down to it, our salvation is God. People get so fiery about politics because it becomes their God. People get so fiery about sports. Somebody joke about Michigan State football, right? Because that becomes their God. Even though at the end of the day, someone's going to win, someone's going to lose. And guess what? The next day, in your home, you love each other. In your home, you build a Christian home. You build a Christian family. That's my desire. That's my vision. That's my mission here at this parish, at this church at St. Thomas. This is what I want for this church. The world around us will continue to be the world around us since the inception of Christianity and the death and the resurrection of Jesus. What can we do? We can build holy Christian families. We can build this church to be a family into itself. I love that college students will come downstairs and they'll study. They'll bring their lunches and they'll just study in the classrooms. I love that we had trunk or treat. I love that we have adoration on Thursdays. We have confessions on Thursdays and Saturdays and Sundays. We want to give you God's mercy. We have mass. We have coffee and donuts after mass. Coffee and donuts after mass is part of the mission of Jesus. As crazy as it sounds, because this family is what matters. The Christian community supporting each other is what matters. Should you vote? Absolutely. We have to vote pro-life, pro-dignity of human life. We have to promote our ideals and hold the government accountable. And then go home. And love God. And love your family. And love the world around you. Because the peace of Jesus is what what we should be seeking. The love of God is what God wants to have in our hearts. Be very weary of building so much tension in the next few weeks for the election. And it's going to happen in two years, and then in two years, and then in two years. It never stops. But God, God is continual. And there's a prayer that I want to pray with you. The prayer of St. Teresa of Avalon. And the prayer goes like this. Repeat after me. Let nothing trouble you. Let nothing frighten you. Everything passes. God never changes. Whoever has God wants for nothing. Patience obtains all. God is enough. God is enough. God is enough. My brothers and sisters, this week, these next weeks, as we go, do your Christian obligation, your civic duty, preach about it. We have signs. We're preaching about it. We're doing all these things. But in your heart of hearts, in your home, in this home, in this parish, make it a place of peace because God truly is enough.